Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week we cover business topics to help you grow your full-time business or your side hustle. We'll also bring you interviews from a variety of people winning in their space to share valuable business insights and life lessons. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host John Malecki runs a full-time furniture company and his content site, JohnMalecki.com. We've been growing our successful businesses online, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 89. We like to give a quarterly update on our favorite social platform, Instagram. And this time, it's going to be a special one. I recently taught a class on Instagram growth over at WorkbenchCon down in Atlanta, And I was asked for the slides over and over again, but the slides don't really tell the story without the words to go with them. So today we're going to be doing a basically a walkthrough of that presentation and sharing some of the currently trending growth tips for you on Instagram. This episode is brought to you by Woodcraft. Woodcraft is one of the nation's oldest and largest suppliers of quality woodworking tools and supplies. With stores in more than 70 cities across the United States and an amazing website, Woodcraft is both our go-to for woodworking tools and supplies. We'll be working with Woodcraft all year long to bring as much value to our listeners as possible. And for all of you that are new to the channel and old, we do have a code for free shipping in the lower 48 states with Woodcraft, that is the code MFP at checkout. That'll get you some awesome, uh, I guess, awesome free shipping across uh, free the lower Free shipping 48, is always awesome. Yes. As we all love. So uh, big thank you out there for uh, Woodcraft for supporting the channel and supporting the Made for Profit tribe. Absolutely. And speaking of the Made for Profit tribe, we did have a few new members this week. We had Rob Tomlinson, Knothead Custom Sawing and Fabworks, James McGannon, Josh at Zaffer Solutions, and Mid-American Woodworking, LLC. Thank you so much, guys. That, that's, a, that's quite the, the group there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's five. awesome. We haven't had that many yeah. patrons in a while, so thank you, it's, guys. It's been a minute. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, guys. If you want to support the show and get some awesome rewards, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit and get access to things like the after show, which is fantastic. From what we hear, I don't know. We just do it. All right, man. So Instagram. <laughs> I got asked for my slide. Can't be any like, hey, dude, can you share your slides? Hey, can you share your slides? I'm like, I could share my slides, but it's just like a picture. And that's not going to really do you much good. Uh, so I thought, and, and I'm still not going to share them because I think it's just better to talk through it. But we'll, this will be kind of the de facto uh, representation of what happened at my Instagram class down there at WorkbenchCon. So uh, and, and John was in the audience yes. and, and John, uh, actually came up on stage. We, we were, uh, modeling some fanny packs, uh, thanks My to wonder, one of our, our wonderful yeah. butt cheek fanny pack is uh, now mounted <laughs> behind me. So Brad gets to stare at it during every recording. Um, yes. but yeah, no, like uh, you, your class was, was one, it was right up the alley of like, you know, you as a person, tons and tons and tons of great information but also giving the, you know, both sides of it, not only the theory, but the execution behind it as well. And I think that that, you know, just getting a little bit off tangent before we dive deep into the topic, I think that's something that's vitally important to anyone out there that's teaching a course, right? Is you always want to set up with whatever theory you're speaking about and then show the execution of it, not only in your own examples, but wherever you can outside of your own uh, realm of knowledge. And that way you have that proof of concept of, w- of whatever you're talking about 
um, as going to a bunch of the classes at at WorkbenchCom, um, you know, that was something I thought was really good about yours was not only were you able to relate to your own stuff, but you were able to pull uh, from, you know, the grand scheme of what we analyze here on Instagram and some just really good juicy topics. We've been what I found most comical was getting home and seeing literally everyone that was at the conference putting to work your uh, oh, your class. I mean, how many right. threaded oh, inserts have, have oh, we seen? Oh, man. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, no, dude, I totally agree with you. Like having, I mean, that was one of my big takeaways. And I did a lot of uh, speaking when I was in the corporate shackle. So I, I've had a lot, a lot of, of practice dad jokes. on that. There was a, lot a lot of dad jokes, which were always dad, good. Like very, you know, classy yeah. quality okay. dad If jokes. I'm, if 20% hit, I like that's success. I mean, that's kind oh, of yeah. the... Yeah, that that's kind of the mo of a dad joke. Like you just have to have the bombs, and Barometer. then like you hit one, and yeah, and and people and people love it. But <laughs> but yeah, doing the, the the takeaways I think is super important, and making it something that's actionable. So I really tried to do that. So I appreciate hearing that from you, bud. And from what we have seen, we have seen people implementing it for all those folks uh, that did go to WorkbenchCon. It's like we're looking at their feeds now. We're like, oh yes. And uh, now as a listener, you will also be able to be like, oh. Yes, I have seen a lot more of this and that uh, that that these guys are about to talk about. So let's just jump right into it. Um, one of the things I started off with the presentation, and I think this is super important. We've talked about it on the show absolutely before. Is what's your why? And and what I mean by that is why are you doing this? Like why do you have an Instagram account? Because I think that's one of the things that uh, you need to have as a through line to anything you do. Is why are you doing it? And it, it might sound trivial, but but honestly, why are you doing it? Is it a business account? Is it a personal account? Are you just trying to share with family and friends? Like, like what's going on? Because that's one of the things that John and I see, and we've talked about again in the past. You know, you have a picture of your dog, and then a picture yep. of a barbecue, and then some woodworking, and then you know, you're you're trying to sell things. Like, what is the purpose? And uh, the more you can be laser focused on what your purpose is, the better you're going to be, and that that will help as a through line to this whole conversation. So is, if it's business, if you're trying to sell products, then the intent of your Instagram account, if you're trying to run it as a business, should be to build your brand and drive sales, right? So it's to, to grow your business, which you would do through those two main means. If you're a content creator, it might be, you know, for mine, it's to educate, inspire, and entertain. And then off branches of that will be growing my, through growing my business and, you know, maybe selling some plans and helping out some sponsors and things like that. So um, that that's really important because if you drift too far, uh, then you'll be scattered and your audience won't really know what to expect. Yeah. And it also makes it difficult for you to create an action plan, which I know you get into later in, in your presentation and we'll get later here, but it's uh, all, it's the first piece of advice I give as well. When anyone asks me about Instagram, I'm like, what's your, what's your point here? You know, why are you trying to grow this? Are you trying to just be cool? You know, just, just, you want to just have a bunch of friends, quote unquote, on the internet? Like what's, what's your goal here? Because like you said, if you're trying to grow a, a business that is specifically based around converting sales, and even more specifically than that, converting sales online, you're going to have a completely different strategy than say what you and I do on Instagram as trying to create and promote the general growth and wellness of a community, you know, and, and, and inspire and educate. So that is uh, vitally important. And it's a great first topic to touch on as you get into, uh, you know, the, the core of your course there, um, just because it's a lot of, uh, it's, it's something that a lot of oversight, you know, people just look, blow completely past right. well, when they I think jump the onto the I, platform and yeah, it's the gotta be I that see the line. most, the thing I see the most is that people look at 
somebody like me or you or, or any other of the number of, of micro influencers or whatever you want to call them that have a large following and they think, I want to be like that guy. Well, if you're selling product and you're trying to make your account look like my account, you are not going to be very successful. No. And you'll get general <laughs> attention from the growth of your right. account, but it's not going to exactly. be the type You'll of grow an account, you but it won't be the type that's need that you need to grow your business. So yeah, perfect thing right there. Uh, and and so that's kind of what what we want to make sure that we're doing as we go through here. And then um, so the the basis of the whole Instagram growth and and this is something that I actually shared two years ago. Uh, and actually three years ago at another conference, is uh, what I call the the four C's of Instagram. And those are just like, you know, just general growth. And you could really apply this to YouTube. You could apply it to a blog. You could apply it to almost honestly anything. Uh, but looking at media and online content uh, or online business, the four C's are going to be community, connection, content, and consistency. And, and we'll kind of just bounce off of each of those. But those those four there, community, connection, content, and consistency, when put together, that's basically how you interact with the platform and the people on it and what you're putting on it, right? And how often you're doing it. So when you think about it that way, that's the the whole Instagram platform. And I need to make sure I'm touching on all these because if I leave any of those behind, then I'm either not going to grow or I'm not going to grow as fast as I could. So, Well, I mean, let's be honest. You are actually just trying to mimic my engagement ring buying situation where the four C's became a massively integral part of my life and yes. you wanted something that cool. I, I know. I guess. Yes. yes. No. <laughs> cut, cut clarity, carrot and uh, color. Color. Yes. yes oh yes, yes. yeah. Hey dude, I, I, I bought a ring one time. Yes. It's been, uh, it's many been moons. over a decade, <laughs> many moons ago. Uh, but yes, it, it is absolutely the four C's. But so you, I think you uh, nailed it. Shopping though. for engagement rings, you're probably having flashbacks right now. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. is this is the four C's of Instagram, not <laughs> diamonds. <laughs> but with that, I mean, I think it's important to be able to break down uh, that process into something as simple as these four C's. Um, and you know, starting off with community, uh, we're so strongly we so strongly believe in building community that I'm almost positive it was like our first show ever, right? Like, yeah, it was, that's and, what it, uh, yeah. And this is going to be very similar too. If you've listened and, and I know many of you don't go back and listen, we have a lot of listeners. I get, I get oh, DMs so all the time. People. Like I just started, I'm binging, I'm binging. I'm like, dude, you got a long way to catch There's up, but 90 uh, episodes, 89 enjoy episodes. the journey. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's our, it was our first, our first episode. We talked all about community on Instagram because it's so important and vital. And that's why most of us started, right? Is to, mm -hmm. to feel a connection, uh, to feel part of the community that was out there. And that's the beauty of the Instagram woodworking community is that it's, man, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's it, compared to most other online communities. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it, it's very different. And Facebook somewhat had that too, but, but the, I think the beauty behind the, um, Instagram community itself is that it makes the next see the connection aspect so much more um, intimate, right? So like you, you need to see the importance of all of these C's tied together. And with that, in building community, you have to actually put effort into the next part, which is connection. And that's, you know, engaging with the individuals who are taking the time to write on and like your posts, the ones who take the time to DM you, um, the ones who take the time to reshare or tag you, um, even if it seems spammy and you're under the impression that they just want your attention, someone's taking the time to, you know, try to include you in their life or in one way or another, 
have whatever's going on in the grand scheme of your content become part of their life. Um, and you got to appreciate that. And you truly do if you want to win on this platform. Um, and you truly do need to realize the importance of those connections. Um, we talk about Seth Godin's book, Tribes, way early on, still an, a massive um, factor in how we look at the MFP community, as we call it a tribe. And, you know, the, the whole concept of a tribe and building a community is having those intertwined relationships and connections. What I think Instagram makes it, you know, a little bit more, a little bit easier to do is create that core around something that is as visually pleasing and interesting as whatever your craft is. Um, and, and that's not something you could typically do on another platform. If you're building an email list, it's not as easy to create visually stunning content on a daily basis and put it in front of people and talk about it and showcase, you know, inspirational, yeah. educational And it's all one content. way. It's yes. all one way too, right? It's like you're, you're shooting out and you're hoping for replies. You can't actively go out to one of your email list persons and comment on something they're doing. Nope. And that's, that's the beauty. And those do go uh, hand in hand, the community and the connection. So the community aspect is, you know, like our community is the woodworking community. And so, you know, what is your community it might be the leatherworking community or the, the real estate community or whatever it is, um, is find those people. And, and you can do it through, you know, using the search and using suggested follows and, and that type of thing. And then hitting that connection, just like you said, John, it's like uh, two ways. Once you, you know, when you start out, you're going to be reaching out. Like when you first, when we both first started, when everybody first starts their account, you have zero followers. And then you call your mom and you're like, Ma, I just got on Instagram. Give me a follow. And she's like, No, dude, I've got a hundred. I I get no time for you. I'm like, all right, fine. No. And and you get that one follow. So you as you start getting followers, but you're reaching out at the beginning because there's all these people. And like you get in there and then you start realizing, and as you build an audience, then people are reaching out to you. And and exactly, you know, that that's something I feel so strong about, John, that that really I built my account on was constant um, appreciation and replying to yeah. all comments as much as I could. And, and I, I said during the presentation, I, and I firmly believe it, uh, if you're getting less than, I mean, I'm just going to say, you know, if, if you're getting less than 50, but I'm going to say if you're getting less than 10 or 20 comments per post, like there is no reason you should not be replying to every single one of those. Uh, even if it's, uh, you know, a thumbs up or something, because the example I gave is is uh, you go in there and, and I know it's it's hard at times to keep up with all this stuff, but you can make it a point to go in and, and just kind of check it. And again, you can see a lot of those comments in your notifications as your account is smaller. Uh, but when somebody comments and you don't comment back, if they comment on your photo and, and let's say the first time they comment, it's going to be this long, drawn out comment. You know, maybe it's two or three sentences, which is long and drawn out in Instagram world uh, of, hey, really love that walnut table you made. Uh, those mortise and tenon joints look fantastic. What kind of finish did you use on the top, right? And you don't reply. Um, don't do that, that person. Yeah, that person is like, okay, you know, whatever. Maybe they're busy. So then, like the next time you post, maybe it's a week later. Uh, something that really catches that same person's eye. They comment again. Great looking table, right? So, so already they're kind of backing off because they're like, well, the guy, you know, he didn't respond to me last time. Uh, and again, you don't reply. Yes. Well, what's going to happen? is when that third thing comes up, they're not going to comment because they're going to, you you know, as you, it's one way. And, and again, this will change because I know, you know, as these mega alter, we were just talking about The Rock before we got on here. Like The Rock doesn't reply to any of his comments. I mean, he does uh, some of them, but, you know, probably 0.001% or whatever it is. 
and people still comment, but they're, they're more just wanting to comment to comment. We're not the rock. <laughs> you're not the rock. And it's so like when people are commenting, they want replies. And if you're not replying, they're going to stop commenting for most parts and you lose that person. So they were kind of, they're wanting to be part of your tribe and you didn't connect with them. So they pull away and they look for another connection within that same community. And, yep. and that's kind of the basis of this whole thing. And, you know, same type of thing goes for DMs. And, and that's why I've always really tried to, uh, and even today, I don't comment on every single one anymore. But if it's a, if it's like a, you know, question or whatever, I will still do it. But I will almost always at least give the heart if I can. But then, you know, yeah. Instagram will block you after you give too many hearts, which yes. is kind of funny on your own account. That makes absolutely no sense. Zero. But, uh, another conversation for another day. But yeah, that that's my big was my big takeaway out of the connection stage. Well, yeah. And I know, like you said, you built your account on it and it's never going to go away in any type of community building or in tribe building or whatever you want to call it. There has to be connection. You have to put emphasis into it. Um, it doesn't matter what the platform is. You just are really have accessibility to other people's content on Instagram that allows you to go and connect with them. Um, and put some direction behind the type of accounts you want to be connecting with, the type of content you want to be seeing. Um, and it makes it, you know, very not easy, but it makes it gives you a game plan, um, which I think is awesome. So, you know, moving into the next uh, C here, uh, content and how actually important the quality of the content is. Um, and there's tons of strategies and stuff. And we talk about this and in, in for our, um, all of our $20 patrons, we send on a monthly newsletter uh that gives them an update on you know what we're thinking is working on instagram what trends are happening and um we're always talking about the strategies behind the content um but the 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 one thing that always pops up for some of our uh some of our patrons is just you know getting as consistent as possible with your content and just taking that you know 10 percent leap to make it a little bit better right or, or just pushing yourself to become a little bit uh, better quality and, and just moving in the right direction. Um, and I think when you're when you're looking at uh, Instagram as a platform and if you're trying to grow, you, you can't just be commenting and engaging on other people's stuff. You've got to be reciprocating with yeah. putting out some quality content. Um, and it's got to be you, too. Like, it's got to be, uh, I guess, in the context of what you're trying to do on platform. But it's also got to have some personality and some pizzazz that leans towards yourself, um, some style. Uh, and, and that's if you really want to win it is just not hacking and mimicking what other people are doing. But, you know, really trying to like, yeah. you know, how do you do, stand apart? Do your What's own your thing, voice? but only doing it 10 percent different than somebody else instead of trying to reinvent the wheel um, and then being consistent about it. I mean, those are the next two C's on there. And uh, they're the they're what we we like overlook it once again. Um, and it makes it you know, easy to go, oh yeah, I missed a post today. <sighs> That's all right. I'll get one tomorrow. Uh, you know, I had to go take the dog to the groomer. Uh, I'll get one out <laughs> Wednesday, you know, and whatever it might be. <clears throat> That's fine. We understand life happens, but if you really want to win on platform, you got to be thinking about content all the time and your consistency. I mean, it's, it's simple, but yeah. It, it, and those go not. together. It's kind of funny how the first two go together, the community and the connection, and then the content, and the consistency go together as well. Uh, but you're you're absolutely right. And we'll hit on here just in a, in a minute because I kind of went into more content strategies. But it is, it, you know, it's like, what's your voice? Like John said, how are you different than everybody else that's posting out there? And you'll see and, and you probably follow them. There are those people that you follow 
that you love seeing their stuff because it's different than everybody else's. And it might be the type of things they build or the style which they present uh, or, you know, any number of things, their location, whatever it is, is that you follow them for a reason because there's something interesting there. So what is that thing that sets you apart from the crowd? Uh, And then obviously consistency. I shared at the very beginning of the presentation my growth and it was kind of the uh, it was the entire growth because you guys know I love analytics. Uh, I have my growth from when I started all the way until today, by day, by hour. No, not by hour, by, by savage. <laughs> but uh, having it and, and showing the ups and downs and the takeaway from that chart was, you know, first of all, after the first year, I only had, you know, three or four thousand people. Like it took me a long time to get going, just like it takes most people a long time to get mm-hmm. going. But when I decided to really put my efforts into it, and start posting one time a day, that number ticked up. So instead of getting you know, 10 to 25 people a day, I was starting to get 50 people a day. And then I decided to post two times a day. And I did that for about two and a half years. And that boosted it up again. And it basically doubled. Like every time I doubled the content I put out, I doubled the amount of followers I would get per day at kind of that baseline level. And there, then there's all always the I call them the fits and spurts, you know, where you get reshared by somebody or you have one piece of content that really pops off and you get a spike. But it's that baseline that you need to think about, you know, how many what's that baseline when I come down and their baseline is based on your consistency. The spikes are going to be based upon, you know, viral content and just kind of those opportunities that everybody gets in their account uh, eventually as it goes through. And those are great. But when it comes back down, you've always got that baseline to fall back on, which is built on consistency. Yeah. And I think the platform back when you were doing that was a little bit more predictable and like uh, some stuff's changed. But I think the baseline of that is that you don't know till you try. Right. You can't sit there and go, "Ah, well, things are so much different and more difficult now. You know, for me to post once a day, I'm not going to get as much as I was a year ago posting once a day. Well, you don't know that if you're not posting once a day, right? Like you can't sit there and say, yeah. I, I analyze the data. I'm quitting because <laughs> that happens too. And um, I think getting, you know, this segues nicely into our, and into some of these strategies we want to talk about is that when you're looking at the concept of consistency and the type of content you want to put out, you know, having a plan, it's something that we both uh, very much underappreciate because when it comes to our own content strategies, it's very hard to follow a plan. But if you're looking, I, I fully appreciate it. I just don't execute it well. <laughs> yes, sorry. I appreciate it. I under appreciate it in my like own way because I have. That's right. I have my own calendar that just goes right to the wayside. Uh, yeah, out, out the window every time. <laughs> but with that, you you know, creating a plan is always going to be uh, the best bet. Now, executing on it, that's a different you know monster. But at least taking the time to create a plan, um, it'll it'll set you up for a win or put you on the right path to get those wins. Um, and you did a great job, I think, of showing sort of how insanely hard you worked to get your channel to grow, one. But two, the kind of, you know, way you strategized it with your plan, your your two days, uh, your, excuse me, you're posting two times yeah, a day plan. two times with, a day. You know, alarms and being at with work. With working, and oh, and well, that, and that's what a lot of people, <laughs> that's right. All on this A lot of people don't, uh, you know, a lot of people who are new to the channel in the last year and a half, which is a lot, um, you know, don't realize that I built this whole thing as a side hustle, being a full-time worker uh, at, a, at a day job and having a wife and three kids. And it is not easy. 
And the biggest thing that goes to the wayside is, like you said, is is time. And if you don't have a plan and you're trying to post two times a day, you're I mean, I'm just going to say you're going to fail because, um, mm-hmm. you know, when I was and, and I was also restricting myself, like you mentioned, to I was posting before I left for work and then after I got back from work. So kind of 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. type thing, because I also had an hour commute, which was loads of fun. Uh, so if I didn't have that content ready and, you know, have the the proverbial gun loaded with my content ready to <laughs> ready to go. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, double barrel. It was the double barrel, man, the AM and the PM. And so what I did is I, I had a list and I would print it out and I would print it out at the beginning of the week. And it was basically just, it was a super, super simple plan where I had like Monday through Sunday listed out on a sheet of paper. And, uh, I had like five little check boxes of what I wanted to do for each day. And then to the right of both of those, I had an AM Instagram and a PM Instagram slot. And so at the beginning of the week, I would fill in like, hey, what do I think is going to be here? And uh, and we'll we'll talk about uh, in just a second about, you know, things to fill that out with. But uh, basically, and I, I guess actually this is a good transition right now, is basically like, you know, if you're doing, if you're going to be posting one to two times a day, like John said, John said, like, where do you get the content? Like a lot of people are like, oh, I, I can't do it. Well, the biggest part that I think we both see people lacking in is in process shots, mm. especially all you product makers out there, because you uh, have a tendency to only want to show the beauty shots, the finish shots, and you think because it's so mundane, and that is the biggest thing I, I think that's a recurring theme is that things that you think are mundane, whether it's screwing in a threaded insert or cutting a simple joint or even gluing some boards up, you think why would anybody want to see that? But there's this whole uh, ASMR, satisfying videos, whatever thing that's oh, going yeah. on right now. And people really eat that stuff up and either, even other woodworkers. And so there are just endless opportunities for content if you are building on a consistent basis. So it's, you know, in process shots, sneak peeks, uh, on location. And then at the end, your beauty shot, if you're just giving that one beauty shot of the table, you are doing yourself a disservice. You should have, you should be using that content, I mean, three to four to five times easy. You know, beauty shots, you have a wide shot, a tight shot, a front angle, a side, um, looking at fine details of the work. Like there's so much you can show and really dive into a piece. And you might think, oh, I'm oversharing, I'm oversharing. People don't want to see this anymore. But honestly, it's just not true because only about 25% of your total audience is seeing any one post anyway in actuality. And you could go see that. You can see the reach of your post to your audience uh, and, and you can be confirmed like, okay, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's just so much opportunity to to share more of the stuff that you're doing yes. already. And I th- with that comes the opportunity to use the platform to your advantage as well, right? You talk about this in your class and the platform has like built-in templates for posting content. For instance, Throwback Thursday, Follow Friday, Motivation Monday, Wayback Wednesday, you know, whatever Taco Tuesday, whatever you want to do. Day. Oh, Slabber dude, Day. Should, why are we not doing Taco Tuesday? It's because both of us are trying to get in shape. I mean, you got the run That's, club now. I'm doing this 100 push-ups a day thing. You know, don't eat All food, right. just eat yeah, air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> these are these hashtags are opportunities to just fill them with content before even thinking about it, right? So uh, you talk about in your class, and we've talked about this to our after show uh, listeners as well as our patrons in our monthly newsletter, is reusing your best stuff on Throwback Thursday. That's the easiest and best way to get started on your planning for your week, right? 
So you sit down. Absolutely. Say it's you know Sunday night. Um, it's not football season, so you're not busy, and I don't I don't want to hear any excuses. There's nothing else on television. Uh, <laughs> and with that, you're planning out your week of content, and you got Monday. So you're like, all right, what were you working on last week? You probably got a piece that can flow over. Um, you throw up a photo, or it's just you in the shop, you know, pounding a coffee, getting ready to rock and roll on Monday morning. Even content like that that you can use to motivate, help, inspire, show behind the scenes, show that you're a real human being, show what's going on in your life. Uh, those bode well for the type of content creators that are trying to just grow and build an audience and not, for instance, show conversion on platforms. So uh, you right. want to take an idea like that and what, however it applies to your why that we talked about at the beginning of the show, use the day of the week to your advantage. And you can even go and search hashtags in like the... um. I guess, uh, the discovery the tab, tab, the yeah. explore tab and, uh, see if there's anything there that is relative to what you're doing. Um, and then start working into your week. So, you know, that you'll be in the shop Monday, you can shoot something for Tuesday, um, Wednesday, you know, same thing. Thursday, you've got your throwback Friday. You can maybe do a follow Saturday. You can repost one of Brad's slabber day posts and boom, you just got a week of content. Slabber right? day. <laughs> but <laughs> if you look at it that way, definitely can get a concept of, how to break down an entire week into content. And one thing I, I did, like, we don't talk about this enough and we've talked about it kind of in, in one-on-one um, -on -one conversation, but the anxiety of posting every day is something that is very difficult to deal with and getting it off your plate helps you feel so relieved. And yes. that is something I believe in this concept of creating a weekly strategy plan. It helps out dramatically. It, and we so don't talk huge. about enough of like dealing with the owning a business and, and the type yeah. of Yeah. Well, we um, hit on it, right? We hit on it with the social it. uh yeah. what was it the the uh, social media burnout, right? And that's and I think what you hit on a really important piece, John, because you say, you know, okay, you're sitting there planning uh and you say, "Hey, I'm going to be doing this Monday and Tuesday." Well, for all you side hustlers out there, and we know we have a ton of you, is when you look at it and you go, "Okay, I'm going to be in the shop Monday night." And I'm going to be working on this table or whatever it is, these cabinets. Uh, Tuesday night, uh, I got Johnny's baseball game. Wednesday, we've got Sally's ballet lessons and recital. Like, And then all of a sudden, you realize, like, oh, I'm not going to be in the shop Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm not going to be back there till Thursday. That is exactly where that comes into play, John. It's like if you don't take the foresight to look at your calendar and look ahead for the week, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're Monday night and you're finishing up. And you're like, oh, or, you know, you're in bed, you're, you're getting ready for bed, brushing your teeth. And you think like, oh, what am I going to post tomorrow? And then you realize I'm not going to be back in the shop till Thursday. What am I going to do? Like, that's where you get stuck. And that's where that anxiety is like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, you can get too caught up in it. And uh, I'll, I'll talk about it here at the end, too. I mean, great thing just about keeping everything in perspective that, you know, this is just Instagram, folks. Like, if you miss a day, it's, it's all right. But again, trying to be the best that you can be, like to make sure that you can execute the best, you got to have that plan and you got to have all these prompts and you got to use them to your benefit uh, that it doesn't have to be stressful. Uh, but at the same time, make sure it's quality content. Yeah. And we've all put out posts that we're not the proudest of that we're like, ah, that was probably a stretch. It's like basically anything I post these days, just a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them, you know, and, and some of them you <laughs> might just know it's trash when you put it up or other ones you might think, hey, this could be funny. Like I, I did one the other week where I like pulled some, uh, I, I pulled some wood off of the, the cutoff bin and I was like going to try to pull them out and like have the other ones drop down. 
and uh, you know, like pulling the tablecloth out from the full set of of uh, dishes and things. And I was like, I'm gonna pull this out. It, it's gonna be funny or cool. And then I just pulled it out, and it just crashed on the floor. And I was like, Oh yeah, that was fun. And it was not funny, and <laughs> it, it didn't get many views or likes. And I was like, Yeah, that was bomb. That was probably a reach on that. I was, you know, and it was. It was because I was kind of I hadn't started the project, and I was like, What What is something funny I could do to try to be a little bit whimsical? And uh, you know, it was a crappy post. But uh, you'll have those. I think what you can look at that and go is you, you don't know what a crappy post is till you put a That's couple out there. a great point. But the, the other thing is, is that hundred. post could have got a million views. You're like, That's the crazy thing about Instagram is that uh, you never know what's going to just completely pop off and go crazy. And, it's, and I've had this conversation with so many people even since uh, this presentation is they're like, man, I've had a couple things go crazy. And like, I can't believe what it was. It was like me sweeping or like me i'm like yeah i know man and, and so some of it is just like putting that stuff out there and like you said like you don't know until you put it out and then mm -hmm. you can kind of you can kind of steer it once you start putting things out and seeing like what hits what doesn't uh you know clearly pulling wood off the the stack does not hit so yeah i, and, I don't think i'll be doing that again so don't like so don't get discouraged if every piece of content you have is not a home run you know you can you could still make the hall of fame you know batting 310 uh, it, it, you just want to be as cons more consistency and quality. Um, and instead of trying to knock one out of the park, every single video you make, um, I fall into that sometimes, you know, I'm trying to hit home runs, everything I put out there. Um, and, but I don't, I just don't put the time into the back end. I don't put in time to, uh, understanding the data. I don't put the time into understanding, you know, any of that. I'm trying to have some more fun with it and be off the cuff. It works for my brand. Um, and it allows me that leeway in my own head to get more content out there and not so much worry about did this pop off? Did that pop off? What can I strategize and all that? Um, and, and so just getting your, getting in the water, getting your feet wet and, and understanding that it really does help, you know, keep up with the consistency. The plan helps a ton. Um, I try to, as much as I can stick to one on what type of content I want to be posting. Um, and as you know, I'm trying to grow the brand, how much content I want to be posting. Um, and then understanding, the long play with that as well is as your audience does become used to certain things. Uh, and if you're not posting slabs on Saturday and it was something you were doing for three months, they're going to be asking for it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, right. understanding your audience and growing with that and growing into like um, you know, learning more from what Instagram's giving back to you. And then also understanding what trends are happening and also understanding the changes in Instagram and kind of segueing into the next topic here is those those current trends. And, and, uh, one of the biggest questions we get these days are, um, not so much. It used to be business versus personal account. Like that was our number one question, right? Now yeah. it's video versus photo. Right. And, uh, yeah. and, and it's an interesting conversation in the maker community because as much as we think that we have the answers and, and by the way, the answer is video, 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 <laughs> video, 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 spoiler. Oh, sorry. My mic broke. Spoiler. Um, but, there's some account, like I just pulled up Alex Steely, just popped back into my feed. Dude's hammering out photos. They're getting <laughs> 15,000 likes on him, like absolutely crushing it. And uh, his channel's growing amazingly. And he's putting out right. super high quality content. Same thing with our buddy Anne of All Trades. She crushes photos. So it's not necessarily it, it totally one or the, on the other. Person. But like I was getting at a little bit, of, like a couple minutes ago, was that understanding what your Instagram yes. is telling you. And then regurgitating That's that info right. and putting that back out there. It's not so much trying to mimic me or Brad or whomever else is out there on the platform that you're trying to create an account to mimic or look like. 
It is doing your own thing based on what the data is coming back to you is. Um, so, so the first trend is going to be that video versus versus photo. Now, studying the data and understanding, you know, I, I keep going back to it, but in our monthly email updates for our patrons, you know, we're, we talked about this stuff months ago, but the value of, gro- excuse me, the opportunity for growth on platform with video is much higher from our understanding of how we post um, than it is with photo. And that's just solely because the opportunity for virality with a piece of video content is much higher with what it's they're doing the in the explore tab. You know, right. if you go and Brad, so Brad did a killer job of uh, showing this in his presentation. Um, if you go to, we talk about this to our patrons. Um, if you go to your analytics, you can pull up for the past year or two years, um, the your best posts, and you can change whatever you're looking at to say follows, impressions, likes, views, uh, whatever. So you change that to go to follows. Um, and then if you look at it for the last year, you know, Brad and myself looked at it and went, wow, our, our top 17 to 25 posts each are all video content when it comes to converting to followers. So if your strategy on right. Instagram is for growth, that's the data we looked at. And then we also realized in that, you can go back to what we were saying earlier and use opportunities like Throwback Thursday to repost your own high-quality content based on what the numbers already told you in your own content strategy down the line and show your new audience after you pick up a couple thousand followers a month in three, four, five, six months, those pieces of content that went viral for you you know, half a year ago. Um, so use the data that your Instagram is telling you specifically um, on whether you want to go video or photo, but that was just a prime example of how we saw video. And then on top of it, you had your most liked photo in the history of fix this, build that, right? Yes. Did well, like, that was the example what, that quarter? I gave and it, <laughs> it, it, it came so clear because we have, and we talked about this. If, if you are an avid listener of the show, we have talked about this already. And, and we talked about exactly how to do this, but, uh, just to rehash it, that's, that's what happened. I, I had a video uh, where that I was shooting and I literally uh, shot a still of it was my three kitchen DIY projects and one of them was a pot lid organizer on the inside of a cabinet door. Uh, I took a picture of it because I knew that John would love how much time and effort and skill it took to um, cut a one by two piece of poplar. Yes. It was actually half inch, half inch by, mm. by two inch piece of poplar that, to size uh, with with a miter box. What was that beautiful joinery method you used? I glue and screws mm, countersunk yeah, screws yeah, yeah ah. countersunk screws and so I <laughs> I literally took a picture of my phone and texted it to John and I was like dude check it out it's done and and uh you know after whatever, I whatever up yeah after with he, awesomeness. he was like yeah he was like oh this is the most amazing thing I've ever not seen and uh I said yeah and so and then I was out and I actually it's funny how the story goes I I was out and I realized I had not posted for the day for the day um I have been very so back to that the whole calendar thing, I've been very, very, very bad the last six months about following a plan. And I was out and I I didn't have any video. I had this picture that I texted John that I literally took on my phone. And I almost always take pictures with with uh, my DSLR. I decided just to post it because I thought it was cool. That's because you have a poop, poopy Android. <laughs> <laughs> this says the guy whose Apple's whose Apple's equipment that's is my, constantly <laughs> failing. That's because my hundred year old building exploded. <laughs> but anyway, so the picture goes like viral for a picture I had, and so I showed this example. So the picture 
Uh, let's see here. I have it in the presentation here. It got over 21,000 likes, uh, over 600 comments, 3,600 shares, and almost 10,000 uh, saves or bookmarks. And so that was by far my best performing picture ever, like John said. And so the, the funny part is, is that I, so that was before I had released the video. Whenever I release videos, I always do a teaser. I did a teaser and I used the thumbnail it was basically the same shot as that same photo. Uh, that one did did pretty well as well, but it had about half to a third of all those metrics. So it had 11,000 likes, uh, 200 comments, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so then I threw it up and I kind of asked the question, which one do you think got more followers? Obviously, you guys know the answer, uh, but the picture had 373 followers and the video had 892 followers as, as I was grabbing the stats. And so, you know, a lot of you are like, holy cow, if I could get that many followers off one picture, that'd be the best thing ever. But like, you, and, it and that was is, your best photo ever. Right. And I was just setting the stage just to <laughs> not be trivial that these are large numbers for, you know, for, for smaller accounts. I didn't want to make people think that we we're insensitive, John. Uh, but yes, yeah, so Sensitive. yes, I, w- I would have. Isn't that a word you find between a cuss word and another word in the dictionary? <laughs> <laughs> That's sympathy. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so anyway, 373 followers. But yes, the whole point was that that was my best performing picture ever. ever. And it only got 373 followers compared to a video that did pretty well, but was nowhere near the very top. So then after that, what I did is exactly what John talked about. And, uh, and we'll hit it right now. So if you're listening, pull out your phone. And I know it's, it'll be a little bit different on Android versus iPhone. Um, but when you go into your Instagram, if you just hit on your little profile uh, icon in the bottom right, that should take you to like your homepage. Uh, there should be three bars in the top right, or you can swipe to the left and it gives you kind of the menu. And uh, then you can go into your insights. And this is only for business accounts. So you have to have a business account to get this uh, or be verified. So if you hit the insights, you can then go into it shows you activity, content and audience. If you press on the content tab, uh, it'll show you your feed posts. All right. And that's where you can hit see all and that this is where the magic is. So just if you need to rewind that and go through that. But you go through and now basically it shows all your content and the default sorting is show all my content posted in the past one year sorted by engagement. And the words all one year and engagement are blue. And that's because you can hit on them and actually change them. So it's like a drop down menu. So if you go to um, showing all posted in the past one year by followers, this is what's really important because engagement's great. But if engagement doesn't lead to following, that's not going to help grow your account. So hit that engagement, change it to follows, and boom. This now shows you your top performing posts for the last years, for the last year in terms of picking up new followers. Yes. And, and I mean, I just want to reiterate. I have, a, I have a carousel post, ironically. It's photos with 8,000 likes, which is the most I've ever had ever on a, on a photo. And I got... 37. <laughs> yes. I mean, it is. Sorry, it's 29 followers. 29. Uh, no, I, I it was my engagement photo. So going back on to another, right, right, my, right. my beam mantle, that one had 5,000 likes and has 95. Uh, 95. 95 right. followers. So which is, which which is, is incredible a, data, right? It's just crazy. And so when you look at that, so the, the other part of it is, is you can kind of do this. So what it says showing all, it will obviously show all video and photo. 
One way you can look to see where your top performing videos or photos is change that all to photos. I'm doing that to mine. Oh, I'm actually up to 420. So up from 373 to 420 now. Uh, but then if I go to my top performing videos, so I've changed that filter to videos. My top performing video of all time was um, of my bathroom remodel. And that picked up over 9,000 followers on one post. And that is insane. Like it just goes to show the virality because what happens is like, you know, John hit it is that in Explore, uh, they're going to show videos and they show videos. Like if you pull up your homepage, it's got a bunch of those blocks and it used to be like three across and how many ever they could show depending upon your screen size. And now instead of being three across of the small pictures, it's uh, a one big block that now instead of being two over two, it's one larger block of video and then two smaller blocks on the left of, of normally pictures. And so that's when we realized, and that was a long time ago, we told you guys like, hey, video is, is coming hot. And that's why you can pick up so many more followers using videos because it gets pushed on Explore. Yes. And, and Explore is huge right now. Like uh, if you want to, we, we talk about this a ton is, is if you want to see what's trending and what Instagram's trying to promote, it's going to be in the Explore tab. Um, or directly on your feed, ironically, which is exactly what's happening with IGTV. So um, we've talked about IGTV in the past and how neither one of us were really sold on it. Um, and it was interesting because earlier this year, uh, you know, some of the individuals in the community that are very um, up to up to date with what's happening on platform started using IGTV, right? And um, you specifically showed in your course that our, our buddy Jeff Mack and previous show guest was, uh, you know, putting out a ton more content on IGTV and his channel was just exploding. Like, like nuclear. my, my face is melting right now. Speaking of it, cause it was so <laughs> nuclear. It was insane. The amount of growth and um, what started to happen was IGTV. So just for perspective, let's just put that in perspective for folks. And I'm sure Jeff, I don't know if sharing this, are people ready for this? I don't know if they are. I he hold was on. picking up. I'm going to stand up and then sit back down. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff was picking up five to six thousand followers a day. A day. A day. It's so insane. <laughs> that's like that's like a massive week for me at this yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was picking that up a day, and it was mainly spurred on by IGTV growth. Yes. And what, and what yes. was interesting is that we started to see immediately that Instagram converted from showing IGTV just as this thing up with your stories to being like fed in your explore tab, right? So if you go to your explore tab right now, the big video bubble, it's going to be IGTV first. That's what they're promoting, yep. right? And then as people started to jump on board and use it more, especially in our community, um, Instagram did something pretty wild. And it was like, we thought it was advertising at first. And then we realized that mm -hmm. Instagram was just serving IGTV and they're still doing this. They're serving IGTV in the feed now as essentially, uh, or excuse me, before as an above the fold ad, which was yep. insane. On your home screen. So if when you first open up your Instagram and if you hit the little house button, if you go to the home, uh, more than likely at the very top, there will be a little, it's like basically an advertisement, just like John said. And it's a top header with a, a current video uh, that is from IGTV. And it'll give you a little title and tell you how many views it has and how long it is and a super duper small thumbnail. Uh, but that is like paid advertisement, dude. 
Oh, like yeah. they are pushing that out. So they showed it there. Like John said, they showed it in the Explore tab, which is huge. So uh, that four blocker that I just talked about, one we knew it was video. Now they've converted that to IGTV. That that's kind of like a. I mean, I mean that like if you want to know what's hot on Instagram, like what Instagram thinks is hot, go to the Explore tab, and whatever shows up at the beginning in that top four blocker, that is what Instagram wants you to do, or at least mm-hmm. that's what Instagram wants to push. And if you align yourself with that, then you're going to be getting, you know, the tailwind of of Instagram blowing at your back and helping you go. So that, yeah, that was huge. That was huge. And so um, so we, we jumped on board and we were posting a lot. Brad was getting some major success. I, of course, was seeing zero. But, you know, what we noticed <laughs> was was that the platform started to, to um, push IGTV really hard. And, and what's happening now is that any Instagram television video over one minute is now being served in feed, um, just like a normal video with the opportunity to watch more, which I think is monstrous. Now, what what sucks is that it doesn't get the conversion because it's serving your audience. But it's interesting. So, like um, for instance, yesterday I posted a uh, I did a, I uh, refinished a bunch of rusty tools my grandfather uh, left me and stuff. Um, some cool content. Put a teaser out yesterday on Instagram IGTV. 127,000 views at the moment. We're looking at three days ago, I posted that video. And then yesterday I posted just a clip from the same teaser 24 hours ago, 16,000 views. Well, the IGTV post, you would think, my goodness, that thing's taken off. I've picked up 12 follows with that. And on the post I put out yesterday, that's only at uh, those 15,000, 16,000 views. I've picked up 35 followers. So it's still much more important to be posting in feed native relative content, but I think that supplement of IGTV is still something hugely valuable. Yeah. Um, and, that, and I don't then, know that the metrics, I don't know that they also do that, John. I, I really, I, I wonder how accurate, because what you can't, if you post just IGTV, you can't get those metrics, right? Well, like if you posted uh, and didn't share it to your, to your main feed, yeah. you would not be able to tell how many follows you got off of a post. True. And so I'm wondering... Like if you pick up followers from direct IGTV versus your feed, if those aren't showing, like I, I I'm not sure, but I, I totally agree with you. Like there, that's probably there's something, something on the going back on there. But regardless, yeah. seeing how much more popularity the IGTV posts are getting, yeah, that's exactly what I started to do. I just stretched out my content a little longer and started regurgitating it for IGTV. Um, and and I said this during your class uh, as a <laughs> as a non prompted prompted question was that. Um, the expectation of IGTV is going to continue to evolve um, into more of what YouTube uses to its advantage, and that's going to be searchability, and that's going to be evergreen, long-form type content. And yeah. so right now, set yourself up with searchable keywords and searchable terminology that long-term on your channel is going to be good. The gimmicky, hacky-type content is working really, really hot right now, but I long, I long-term definitely see much more benefit in having searchable keywords um, and the type of content that you would be producing in a portfolio or for something like YouTube being much better of a play. Um, and obviously you can throw your like, oh my God, did you yeah. see this dot, dot, dot type header on there if you want? But, well, but I mean, it's it's just understand that I, with the just the stuff that's happening on platform, I think Instagram is going to start moving more towards that, making your content searchable. Yeah. I that's agree, but here, here's an interesting thing too, John, and, and we haven't even talked about this, um, is, is something I've noticed in the past week or so is that uh, I, 
started editing IGTV. So I do my short term, my short form teasers, right? That are, you know, uh, under a minute uh, to, to post natively into the main feed. But what I started doing was making a three minute version of that. Mm-hmm. So I could post to IGTV because like you said, you can't share it to your main feed from IGTV if it's not over one minute. So it's kind of this weird thing. Like you can't, you can't kind of have your cake and eat it too. Like you can't put the one minute video and then post that to IG and, and kind of backwards post it, you know, if you will, you have to share it from IGTV to your main feed. It's got to be over a minute Has to be, and you can't post anything over a minute to your main feed, if right. that makes sense. So, uh, what I, what I did is I, I tested it and I did a three minute and the reason I did three minutes, I'll tell you in just a second, I did three minutes, one, just so I could be over a minute. But then what I realized is for Facebook, and, and this is, again, this is, you know, not something a lot of people can take advantage of, but I've told you guys I'm doing this whole video creator thing with Facebook, the Launchpad, a part of a, a test program they have going on where they are letting me monetize uh, videos on Facebook, but the limit there is three minutes. So what I did is I posted a three minute video to IGTV shared it, forced shared it to Facebook and it performed really well. And I was like, oh, and so if like for whatever weird reason, the uh, that vertical nature of IGTV seems to really resonate on Facebook. So if you have a Facebook audience, even if you're not being able to monetize it, like if you just want to get some decent views, viewership and reach, that might also be a great option is sharing from Instagram to Facebook uh, instead. Of, and I would go back and forth like post something to Instagram because it does this weird crop, right? And I don't edit or shoot for IGTV. I just center everything and it gives a crop and it's lower resolution and I think it's horrible, but you know, people love it uh, versus the the one-to-one. So there's a whole thing going on there, but, but I think I would watch out for that. I would encourage you just to test it out. If you have any kind of Facebook presence, try that out. Try posting to IGTV and then pushing to that that video to Facebook and, and see what happens. Yeah. But, Lots of cool stuff coming, man. I think the big takeaway from there too was let's just keep it in perspective. Kind of hit it in the middle of the show, but uh, you know your follower count does not define who you are, right? So many people like, in, especially in this day and age, social media anxiety and getting all caught up in you know basically your emotional value being weighted on what's happening in social media is is not healthy in the slightest, and. Uh, you know, if none of this stuff works and you do it all, you're like, why is this not working for me? Like, don't worry about it. Like, you know, keep chugging or try something different. But, uh, you know, just keep it in perspective that this is just a follower account. This is just Instagram. Don't let it affect your personal life and your attitude and how you react to your coworkers or family or friends or kids or whatever, uh, because we've all been there. And you've had that day where somebody said something uh, really crappy to you online and it affects you. And, um, you know, that's just something that we always try to stay away from and, and keep healthy out there on social media. Yeah. Uh, it's all positivity. Keep it in good fun. Um, you know, if, if you're feeling burned out, there's nothing wrong pumping the brakes. Talked about that in the burnout show. Um, but mostly we just wanted to kind of vibe on your, your class because it was so well received. Um, and then we were seeing so many people, applying what they learned and heard during the class. So hopefully you got some great tidbits out of this episode. Um, obviously, you guys know this is one of the uh, most enjoyable topics for Brad and I to talk about because we're in the game a ton and we're constantly trying to get better. So if you've got any questions for us based around this show, leave those over on Instagram for us and make sure you're following us on Instagram at Made for Profit. Um, the MFP tribe is 
always over there engaging and increasing oh, yeah. good conversation. We're loving on Instagram. And I'm, I'm going to throw another call out there for some reviews on iTunes. iTunes is kind of doing some weird things right now. So uh, if you're loving the show, go ahead, head over and give us a five-star review and that'll uh, help us out. So we really appreciate that. But right now we're going to go give some appreciation to our patrons and hit the after show. Let's go crush it. it, John. All right. <laughs>